Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Redeemer Asheville Anglican Church podcast. I'm your host, Brandon. Uh, with us today is Father Fabian Pering, recently minted Father Fabian Pering, who is also in charge of spiritual direction at Redeemer Church. Today, we're going to talk about table groups and what they mean to the church, how they work, and what you can look forward to when you join one. Hey, Fabian, how you doing today, buddy? Good. How are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for uh, coming on the uh, Redeemer podcast. No problem. Um, as we're doing these podcasts, we're sort of uh, not only are we talking about what's going on in the church, but we're highlighting uh, different members of the church leadership and community. So, hey, you're it today, dude. This is you. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, you were he's... newly minted as a priest, right? Yeah, back in February. Nice. So what does that mean to us as your loyal followers? <laughs> hmm, good question. Um yeah, so what, what that means is that I can function as a celebrant on Sunday, and I can um, kind of lead worship in, in that way, and I can do uh, confession and bless things and people. Uh, those are kind of a, a, a few primary functions of, as a priest in the church. So you basically have full priest superpowers is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Uh, nice. And same, same um, powers as Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah, that's bold, bold talk. <laughs> bold talk, Bobby, a bold talk. Um, so um, how, how long have you been at Redeemer? I have been here two years now. And where did you come from before you were at Redeemer? Kind of how did you get here, basically? I came here from uh, Neshota, Wisconsin. So oh. I was I was in seminary, uh, Neshota House Theological Seminary. Uh, so I, I got here basically because I, I met Gary uh, ac- actually in Oxford. So we were there hanging out. Uh, he was studying. I was kind of just visiting. We have a, a mutual friend and, and professor. And, and so I'm assuming kinda... Oxford, England, not Oxford, Ohio. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. The... Uh, more well-known Oxford. <laughs> sure, of course. <laughs> yeah. So you guys um, had a mutual friend. Yeah. So um, it was my beginning of my senior year. Gary called me up and, and asked if I had any plans for after I graduated. And of course, I, I had none. And so he asked if I wanted to come down and, and serve with him, minister with him. Were you raised Anglican? No, I grew up in a non-denominational church. Yeah. So I... Became Anglican in college, and okay. from there, kind of continued on. So I knew pretty early on that I was going to be in the ministry, and so um, just as I grew older, um, that calling kind of developed into uh, where I am today. And did you grow up in Wisconsin, or are you from somewhere other than that? No, so I was born in France, and then oh. my yeah my family moved to Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, quite a similar to France there. Yeah. You know, I've learned everyone still has an accent no matter where you are. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So then I went to undergrad in Columbia, South Carolina, and I lived there for five years, uh, four years in undergrad, one year after. And then from there, I went up to Wisconsin for three years. Oh, okay. So you're, you're a relative local then. Yeah. Oh, Nice. Uh, as a as a good friend of mine who's a pastor out in the Bay Area said that pretty much all all uh, clergy will end up in the Anglican Church at some point in their life. So uh, it <laughs> yeah. seems to be the, the the resting spot for for uh, weary clergy. So I'm I'm grateful yeah. that you made the choice 
uh, and that you're with us. And your role at Redeemer is sort of leading spiritual direction. Is that our spiritual formation? Yeah. So I'm the curate for spiritual formation. And what that means is uh, the the curate is, uh, I'm basically like a resident. So kind of a step up um, from an intern, uh, but a step down from like an actual associate rector kind of spot. So okay. I'm, I'm basically putting into practice what I've been uh, or what I studied and was kind of preparing for it in seminary. Um, and so like my I mean, my role is like I've been um, kind of working under Gary, like under his supervision and just kind of uh, helping him and, and, you know, kind of doing that kind of stuff. Can you explain to folks that are not sort of maybe steeped in the tradition or and, and, and the, the term spiritual formation has been mm-hmm. around for, for from the beginning. I'm not sure it was used as the term spiritual formation, mm-hmm. but I think that especially in the Western church, that it's been only in the last maybe 20 years or so that it's really taken off mm-hmm. within the, the the sort of Western Christian context. So can you explain to us what that means, what spiritual formation means to you and to, and to us at Redeemer? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the, the bottom line is that we're wanting to form every aspect of, of an individual. So we know as human beings, we're incredibly complex. We have this emotional side, psychological, spiritual, intellectual, like all these aspects come into play in in who we are. And so I think what has happened in the last few decades and, and centuries, we're just kind of coming to a point where we want to be able to minister to the whole individual. And so what that means is uh, like as the cure for spiritual formation, I'm kind of in charge of, of getting our educational program um, kind of rolling and, and getting teachers and uh, a place to have that teaching and, and all of that stuff. Uh, but also looking at how do we develop a, a person's life of prayer. Um, and so part of that process is like uh, we have spiritual direction, which is basically this idea of uh, somebody who can kind of navigate the spiritual landscape of of where an individual should go. So uh, a spiritual director is, is kind of like a coach. Uh, he's also like a sponsor. Like if uh, you've ever been to a 12-step program, uh, the sponsor is there to, to basically help somebody who's kind of new to the process or somewhere along the process, but is basically ahead of that person um, by uh, like a few months or years of sobriety or, or whatever, right? Uh, so it's just this idea of, of helping that individual kind of become kind of regular in the life of prayer and study and the spiritual growth. So the spiritual director is also kind of like a a park ranger. So if you go to a park, uh, you don't know exactly where to go. You can talk to a park ranger and, and they'll t- kind of assess the landscape based on level of fitness and, and all that stuff. They can recommend maybe two or three trails that will be beneficial to you and to your family. Huh. I like that metaphor. Yeah. So it, it, it just kind of is there we're there to to help navigate what's going on in life and and kind of help them to 
become ultimately in tune with the Lord and what he is doing in that person's life. And so we're here just to listen to the Lord and listen to the individual so that they can become faithful followers of Christ. So this is classic mentorship in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways. I mean, sort of on steroids in the sense of people direct, you know, someone who maybe has been a follower and not just a follower, but someone who's actually spent time in thinking about the the formation of the whole person right guiding someone else who's now sort of entering into that right yeah and it's it's interesting because in the evangelical expression of christianity there's this stop it's sort of like hey you become a christian now good luck to you show up on sundays and maybe some bible study and sort of figure it out on your own or maybe yeah. whatever but this is an actual very directed mentorship of someone's faith is mm-hmm. that fair to say yeah Absolutely. Yeah, I've okay. I've often said that it's the, the Anglican form of discipleship. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I, I think that that's something that is oftentimes missed in church, especially sort of the term would be seeker-friendly churches where people mm-hmm. maybe are not churched and didn't grow up in a church and are trying to figure it out. And they're sort of dropped into the deep end of the pool, but mm-hmm. with no one to actually throw them a lifeline. So right. there's a lot, there can be a lot of struggling and going on and that mm-hmm. this is a very intentional form of practice. Right. Hmm. Yeah. And I do spiritual direction for a number of people. My, my hope is that they all learn how to listen. And the, the hope is that they will then be able to listen to other people. So not everybody will do spiritual direction, but at least I hope everybody will have uh, or will come in contact with people who know how to listen and be able to challenge or to encourage or or whatever it is to to those people who either are in the church or even outside of the church and and just seeking for the Lord. Yeah, that's a, and and that's a great segue into what we're really ostensibly talking about today. Well, I guess we're talking about a lot of things, but mm-hmm. is that this the the formation of. Um, at, at Redeemer, we call them table groups. They're mm-hmm. often called community groups or small groups or Bible study, whatever. They have many different names, but the idea is, can you explain to me what is similar about table groups and say community groups and maybe different or mm-hmm. what we're looking for? Yeah. Maybe different's not the right way, but what Redeemer's looking for in these table groups? Yeah. So uh, these table groups are are meant to kind of feed into kind of the, the fellowship community aspect of an individual so we i mean we all crave to be known and loved by people in community and uh, so what has happened in in other traditions and in in churches is that those places become the place where everything is supposed to happen prayer reading scriptures it, it, it almost becomes like this like microcosm of, of the church. And, it, and it, in a way it is like, that is what we're doing. But what we're doing here at Redeemer is we kind of want to isolate and focus what we're doing in each aspect of formation and kind of give freedom to uh, these table groups to, to simply just have fellowship. And, and what that looks like is simply uh, eating a meal together and just kind of hanging out. It seems like there's been a lot of people who have gone to community groups and uh, have have felt like 
like it becomes kind of chaotic because nobody really knows exactly what they should be doing or I don't know, like the, there's, there can be some, some tension. Uh, but so we wanted to kind of lift that tension off and, and kind of place times of teaching like within the church at uh, St. Aidan's and then um, kind of looking at spiritual direction as a way to kind of help uh, continue to form people and then these table groups as a, as a place to really get into the nitty gritty of, of people's lives and, and like be a place where we can safely talk about like what people think about politics or uh, I don't whatever kind of oh issue, you know? Yeah. Like it's, yeah. We just want that place to be uh, where we can just communicate our beliefs and ideas and also be challenged and to, to kind of work together in, in that way. Yeah. And, and make it a safe spot. I mean, I t- Gary and I talked about, I think on our very first episode about the idea of the agape meal, agape meaning love. I mean, in the very mm-hmm. earliest tradition of the church, there were no churches. There were no, really no priests. I mean, it was sort of a priesthood of all believers. And these were in the communities, these different people who followed the way, the Jesus followers met in homes and broke bread uh, in a sense of that they would have the Eucharist um, communion every week as part of the central part of that meeting. So this, and, and we're in a table group, my wife and I are in a table group, and we're just getting formed. What what do people, if, if somebody's not been in one of these, what can they look for when they show up? I know we a safe place and all that, but as mm-hmm. far as like the physical structure, mm-hmm. how, how is that going to look? Yeah, so there is a kind of a short-term and a long-term goal here. Of course, we're, we're in the midst of this pandemic. Um, so what people are going to find uh, is that we're, we're doing this over Zoom. Uh, the reason why we, we wanted to go ahead and get these table groups going is so that people can kind of rally around one another and kind of make sure that we have what we need, but also be able to just have a place where we can talk and like see what's going on and uh, what the struggles are, what the joys are, and know how we can pray for one another. So it, it might vary from group to group. I mean, each yeah group will kind of have their own vibe, as it were. Um, but the the gist is that <laughs> I like that. Yeah, the the gist is that yeah it'll it'll be it's a place where yeah we can uh, keep tabs with one another and and simply talk, laugh, and pray. And and I'm seeing that I'm thinking that it most likely it's going to maybe start one way and it will morph into something mm-hmm. as the group grows together right. um, and experiences life together. Mm-hmm. It could become many things to people right. uh, as time goes on. How long do you so I have a couple of sort of maybe boring structural questions? Mm-hmm. But um, first off, if if I live in Weaverville and I want to join a group, do I have to be in a group in Weaverville, or is, is there a group of Weaverville or Black Mountain or Asheville or mm-hmm. West Asheville? How does that work? Yeah, so there are groups in those different locations. So we've we've kind of thought about that uh, ahead of time. Uh, yeah, just as a way to really facilitate kind of the, the neighbor aspect of community. So when, yeah, in the long term, like the, the idea is that we want to actually gather together and, and not have to worry about being Wouldn't six that be feet. Fun? Yeah, not have to worry about being six feet apart. But so the idea is 
that like if you are in Weaverville, we want you to be in the group for Weaverville because like uh, a lot of people have children and if these groups are happening in the evenings you don't want to drive all the way to Hendersonville um, to go to your group and then kind of have to navigate children's bedtimes or, or dinner or you know whatever it might be uh, but we wanted to have a place in 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 those areas where we have a lot of parishioners yeah and and we are kind of anticipating that these groups grow and it might come to a point where we need to kind of uh, start a new group in one of those areas so like in west Africa, we have a number of people um, so we have two groups and we actually have a, a couple who will become leaders once those two groups come to a point where we can't add any more people. So if someone wants to get involved in a group, and I'm assuming there's some flexibility in the terms of like, if somebody's got a lot of community in one part of town, they probably mm-hmm. aren't like, well, sorry, you're not in that area code. You're going to, or that right. zip code, you're going to have to you know, do whatever. But um, if someone wants to get involved in a group, how do they do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if they go to, uh, the Redeemer website, go to the, the table group page. Then there's a little bit about table groups, what, what we want. And then there's a link at the bottom that will go to the website where it has all the groups we have available. Uh, so there's a, a link within a website, basically. Um, but so that that site is actually connected with how uh, families can sign their children in on Sundays. Of course, we haven't met in a few months. Um, but if you have small children, you go up to the, the children's hallway, uh, you'll, you can sign your children in to the, whatever class they might be. But so that site is the same site that we use for table groups. So we're just kind of integrating these things. But so all that to say, if you click on that link on the website, it'll lead you to all the, the, the full listing of, of table groups. And kind of depending on where they are, they can uh, simply just ask to join a group and the leader will kind of communicate with them. And like you said, it might be the case that, like, like yeah, we, we had an individual who lives um, in the South, but they wanted to be in a group in West Asheville. And I mean, she's... A, a single ladies and and you know that that worked for her and so there is that flexibility yeah and i want to give a shameless plug for table groups just a personal plug i guess uh i've been in christian churches in different denominations over my life the one constant that i've seen that have been successful in in developing my faith my my faith community people around me have not been actually the Sunday church expression, which is great. And I love it, but it has almost always been through community groups, through table groups where you get to know people and you, you grow with them in a way that you cannot grow with somebody in an hour long mm-hmm. space where you're not really engaging with people right. that it's um, and that it's a different, I mean, it's espacio, it's sacred space and that's wonderful, but there's something about this idea the agape table, this, this idea of meal mm-hmm. together, where you really get to know someone. And I would mm-hmm. also encourage people to give it time. It doesn't happen overnight. It can take a, a, a while, mm-hmm. but I can tell you that the, some of the richest relationships I, I have in my life to this day come from community group. It's, it's incredible. So I highly encourage people to get involved in community groups. 
Um, obviously, if they have any questions, they can call you. Is that yeah, fair to say? Yeah. Okay, or Gary or whomever. Uh, and that this is a this is a work in progress. So be patient with us. We're all going through this time together. But I think that it's a, a rich expression, and I encourage everybody to do it. Fabian, thank you so much for coming on today. You're welcome. Uh, I appreciate you coming in, yeah, and uh, thanks for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. 